Hey, thanks for joining us at Connection Point Church. You know, we would love for you to stay connected and a simple way for you to do that is to subscribe so that each week you can get notified when new content goes live. We'd also love to keep in touch with you throughout the week and the best way to do this is through our Connection Point Facebook page. Now with all that being said, let's go to this week's message with our lead pastor, Zach Maddox. Welcome back, I'm Pastor Zach and Shelly and I serve as lead pastors of this great church that's meeting all across the greater Lafayette area this morning. And before leaving for Israel in March uh, with about 20 other people from Connection Point, the Wednesday before we left, uh, we had been meeting on Wednesday evenings for months preparing for the trip. And before we left, that, that final Wednesday, uh, one of the group or, or trip participants uh, said she felt led by the Lord to just pray Psalm 91 over our group. And so she proceeded to do that. And this is before uh, we were dealing with some of the, uh, the bigger issues related to COVID-19. And, but I thought it was unique that that was what the Lord really put on her heart to pray over our group as we traveled and, and safely returned. And, and what I'd like to do this morning is actually walk through that psalm, Psalm 91. Because again, as we look at the, the challenges that we're facing today, what I'd like to put before us is we don't take the situation lightly, but what we should be doing is believing God, trusting in the Lord. And so what we want to make sure we do is we approach this time with an attitude of faith, a faith that says our God is strong, he is powerful, and we can rest in him and believe that God is going to help us. He's going to help our families, our, our church, the community in which we live, our state, this nation, the world. We know that God can help us. And the way that we walk in that kind of faith is that we meditate on God's word. And so that's what we've been looking to do on our Sunday mornings and looking at passages, especially to, to bolster our faith and how do we live in a place of faith. And, and we saw that in Philippians 4, we do that through prayer. In 2 Timothy, we, we saw that uh, the Lord doesn't give us a spirit of fear. So we've been walking through these passages to help us understand how do we, in the situation we find ourselves, live as people of faith. And a lot of it is meditating on the Lord's Word. And it's why I've been emailing uh, daily devotionals. Let's, let's make sure we're spending time in God's Word, not just on Sundays, but every day. And so what I want to do this morning is just walk through this incredible psalm so that we might see how it is that we can live with God confidence today. And so if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, hey, we're going to take a look at Psalm 91. Uh, we're going to look at the whole psalm this morning. It's uh, 16 verses. And so I'm going to start in verse 1. The psalmist writes, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His pinions and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, 
lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. There's a lot of wonderful truths, encouraging truths in this psalm. And the title of the message this morning is, If God is for us. The statement comes from the New Testament book of Romans chapter 8. If you want to read an encouraging chapter in the Bible, go read Romans chapter 8. Paul, a follower of Jesus, he's writing to uh, believers in Rome. And he's really writing, uh, in this section in particular, a letter of encouragement. There's, it's a long letter, lots going on there. But in this chapter, he's writing some incredibly encouraging things. It's in this chapter he tells them the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. It's in this chapter he says that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us continually. He's interceding for you right now as we're talking It's in this chapter he says that those who love God, all things work together for good. And he declares all these wonderful things, and then here's what he says. What then shall we say to these things? What shall we say knowing all of this? If God is for us, who can be against us? In other words, what Paul is saying, if God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, is for us, if the Holy Spirit is continually interceding for us, if God works all things together for the good of those who love him, well then, if God is for us, who can be against us? And so that's the statement I'd like to, to work through today as we walk through this psalm. I, I want to add to Paul's treatise of that statement, helping us better understand who God is, because if we understand who God is, we can understand Paul's statement, his theology, his thinking that if God is for us, then who could be against us? And what we find is, if God, our refuge, is for us, who could be against us? Because God is our refuge. The psalmist opens, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. God is our refuge. He's our fortress. I actually was thinking this morning as I was going over these notes of the song, God is my refuge. God is my strength. How old is that song? Very present help in trouble. Did you ever sing that song, Jim? No. No. It's older than Jim. (laughs) But I was thinking about that song this morning. and, And so we have these songs that are based on these psalms. We can rest in his shadow. He is our shelter. What a wonderful image for us today. So I want you to put this image in your mind. God is our fortress. Doesn't that evoke something powerful? If God, our refuge, is for us, if God, our fortress, is for us, it really doesn't matter what comes against us. Now, I do want to be clear, as I walk through the psalm today, this is not just some naive, hokey-pokey, la-la land statement. I think we have taken too lightly who God is. And I think we need to be reminded today of the bigness of God. He is powerful. He is great. He is our fortress. So if you're living in fear this morning, is it because maybe we have forgotten who God is? Or maybe we've never known him this way to begin with. Are the problems in our world real? Absolutely. But is God bigger than those problems? For sure. The question is, 
is this what's reflected in our prayer life right now? Is the bigness of God in our prayers? Because I think it needs to be. How big, how strong are our prayers? And then I would also add to that, what are the words we speak in between those prayers? And here's what I mean. Because our psalmist says, I will say to the Lord. I was thinking that same with that, that I will say. I think we lose sight sometimes of how powerful the words are that we speak. It's really important we think about that. What are the words that we're speaking in our homes right now? Do we realize that with our words, here's, here's something we need to consider this morning. Do we realize that with our words, we can actually undo what we've done in our prayers? We need to be careful with our words. It's vital we speak words of life. It's vital we speak words of life in our homes. It's vital we speak words of life in our neighborhoods. It's vital we speak words of life in our Zoom meetings. I'm sure you have some of those right now. I was thinking about this as a parent. Parents, it is vital we speak words of life over our kids. And when we fall short, because it's likely we do, as I have, then it's important we go back to say, you know when I said, just fill in the blank there, it was wrong. Let me remind you, you're a child of God. So can I encourage you right now, parents, speak words of life over your kids. Singles, and I would think even if you're in, uh, you're, you're, you're sheltering in place by yourself, what is the self-talk that you're saying right now? What kind of words? Where's your thought life right now? What are you saying to yourself? Because what you say, what you think, it really matters. This is why the psalmist writes, I will say. What does he say? To my Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Our words are so important. It's important that we declare who God is at this time. And I would say this. I think the implication for us this morning, I kind of alluded to it already, is we really need to consider who God is. We need to make God big. And then we need to get close to him. I felt like that was a big part of this psalm for me. That we need to make God big and then come close to him as a part of what we do this week. Because the bigger you know God to be, the smaller your problems are. I was also thinking, the bigger God is, the easier it is to trust him, right? So speak words of life, life this week, and, and you do that by making God big. If you know God is big, you're not real concerned about some of the problems you're facing. And you know you can trust him, so then you can speak those words of life as a parent, as, as someone who's a single. It really doesn't matter your situation, whether you're around people or not around people. The words you're speaking, the words you're thinking, they really matter. If God our refuge is for us, who can be against us? Because God, as our refuge, he is our protection. God is our protection. God is our fortress, and he is our protection. So the psalmist continues. He says, For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness, his promises, I'm going to come back to this in the third point. His promises are a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you've made the Lord your dwelling place. Why all of this? Because the Lord is your dwelling place. Have you made the Lord your dwelling place? The Most High. And what kind of God? A big God that you make your dwelling place. 
who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. You know, when we talk about protection, I was thinking about this. You know, a lot of times people have the idea that maybe nothing's ever going to happen to them. But that's not true in life. And that's not what the scripture is talking about. We'll see that in a minute. This passage does not say you will not encounter trouble. In fact, we know that Jesus says, in this life, you will have trouble. But then some people might say, well, well, then what's the use of being a Christian? And I would say there's a lot of reasons to follow Jesus. I'm going to list a lot in the third point, but I'll mention one here. For one, here's the big thing. When we encounter trouble, as we all do, the difference between me or anybody else who's a believer and those who are not believers is if you don't know God, then basically you're on your own. The only thing that you can do to resolve your problems is what you can put on the table. That's it. But the difference is for us as believers, as we follow and make God our refuge, our dwelling place, and draw near to him, he is on our side. He's with us in the midst of that trouble. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in these problems on my own because I know I don't have enough to bring to the table, but I know my God does. So when we declare the name of the Lord, so this is what's so important. We find he is our protection because there's power in the name of God. Uh, there's a song. I was thinking about songs this morning. For whatever reason, another song. There's power in the name of Jesus. We sing that one, don't we? Nice. <laughs> there is power in the name of Jesus. We've sung that one here, right? Okay. See, it's hard for me to know where I sang the songs. <laughs> and so we read in the scripture this morning that there is power as we declare his name. Our passage from today, it says that if we call on his name, he will answer us. What a promise. And so I think this being the case, I, I think it would serve us well that we call on the Lord's name in prayer. I think it would serve him well that we declare his name in our homes. We declare his name in our neighborhoods. We declare his name in our marketplace. Anywhere that we go, may we declare his name. There's power in his name. And, and so I was then thinking about what are those names? And part of it is, is because I had gotten a gift. I'll show these guys. Of all the, uh, the names of God, I'd gotten it for Christmas for one of our church members. And so I thought, let's look at some of those names this morning. I'm just going to go through that list. Here's the names of God. Here's what we can declare. El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty. El Elyon, the Most High God. Adonai, the Lord our Sovereign. Yahweh, our Lord Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. Jehovah Ra, the Lord, our shepherd. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Jehovah Shema, the Lord is present. Jehovah Tzidkenu, uh, <laughs> the Lord, our righteousness. Jehovah Mekadesh Shechem, the Lord, our sanctifier. El Olam, the everlasting God. Elohim, the eternal creator. Kana, the Lord who is jealous for us. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. Can you feel that? There's power in the name of our God. There really is. Psalm 124, 8, it says, Our help is in the name of the Lord. Our help is in those names who made heaven and earth. The question is, are we calling upon his name right now? Are we accessing that power? Are we going to him in prayer? Are we approaching him in the morning? His great name. Are we encountering him at noon? Are we speaking his name in the evening? It's important we do it because he is our protection. So I would encourage us, let's take time in prayer this week. You can do that 
daily in your own home and, and you could jump on one of our online prayer meetings that we declare his name this week because his name is powerful. If you want to find those times for the online prayer meeting, just go to connectionpointchurch.org. We encourage you. Now is a time for prayer. May we be people of prayer. And may we be this week people who declare his name. If God is our protection, if he is for us, who can be against us? He is our protection in whom we have confidence because it's God who is our confidence. We can have God confidence right now. We can be confident in God, our fortress. He is our protection. Here's what the Lord declares. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample underfoot because he holds fast to me in love. I will deliver him. I will protect him. Why? Because he knows my name. Do you know the Lord's name? We just ran through those. Those are his names. When he calls to me, what is his promise? I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So what I want to, to close with in this final point is that these verses, they actually point out seven promises of the Lord. So here are seven reasons. So I said, you know, I gave you one reason. That's a good reason to follow Jesus, to be, be a Christian. But here are six others, and, and in that is included the one I already shared. We can be confident in these promises as we devote our lives to God. The first we find is God rescues those who love him. God rescue those who love him. Here's what the Lord says. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. God rescues. The second promise is God protects those who trust in his name. He protects those. He says, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. That's why it's important we know his name. The third promise is God answers those who pray. The text says, when he calls to me, I will answer him. What a great promise. The next promise is God is with us in trouble, it says. God is with us. So again, it's not that we don't, uh, not that we avoid all trouble. It's not that troubles won't come. It's that he's with us in the midst of the trouble. You are not alone. You are not in this by yourself. Even if you're living alone, you're not alone in this. God is with us. What a wonderful promise. The fifth promise, God rescues and honors those who love, trust, and pray to him. God rescues and honors those who love, trust, and pray to him. God says, I will rescue him. I will honor him. The next promise, God rewards those who love him with a long life, it says. The Lord says, with long life, I will satisfy him. But I was thinking about that promise, and, and maybe some would say, well, I know, you know, so-and-so, and, and they were incredibly godly people, but they didn't live a long life. But I would say, let us remember what long life is. It's eternal. It's forever. Now, let's not lose sight of that. The Lord honors those who love him with long, eternal life. And now, before I share the last promise today, what I'd like to point out is that these are confident promises that we can be confident in. So God is our confidence. And why can we be confident in these promises? Because the psalmist says, and here's why it's important we're confident in these. His faithfulness, in other words, in the promises of God, they are our shield. I was thinking about that. Like these promises, they can be a shield in times of hardship if we rest in these promises. So that's part of what the psalmist writes. That our confidence and the promises we find in this passage are a shield that help us weather storms. 
And how do we know we can be confident in these promises? Well, number one, because it's not me who is saying these things. It's not even the psalmist. What you'll notice is in verse 14, there's, there's a change in who's speaking. It was the psalmist who was writing, but in verse 14, it's now the Lord who is speaking these words. So it changes. The voice changes. These promises we are reading about this morning are straight from the mouth of God. These are promises we can count on. These are promises we can be confident in. Why? Because he's the Lord God Almighty. Maker of heaven and earth, the Lord our banner, the Lord our shepherd, the Lord our healer, our sanctifier, our sovereign. So he is saying these promises today. And so he's true. His promises are sure. And they are our shield. What's the final promise? God gives salvation to those who love him. The Lord says, with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. God has promised salvation. In the middle of this crisis, I was thinking, I think it's a good thing for every single person to give thought to where you're going to spend eternity. It's a good thing to think about those things right now. And I know there are many who are watching today who know exactly what were to happen to you if you were to die today. You know where you would spend eternity with God. But there are others who are not so sure. Uh, one thing I know is that during times of uncertainty, God would encourage us to give thought to eternity. So in times of uncertainty, we should give thought to eternity. Where will you spend eternity? Have you made a decision to follow Jesus? You know, maybe a way to judge that for yourself this morning is, has there been a time in your life when you made a decision to follow Jesus, and it so radically, powerfully transformed your life, you became a whole new person? That's a great way to know if you've made that decision and stepped into that life. You know, that within weeks of making that decision, you look back and you say, I'm a totally different person. Has it ever happened to you? Because what that looks like, that's what it looks like to be saved, to be set free, to be born again. That's the, the language Jesus uses. If you want to experience the promise of the God, here's what's so important this morning, because we've walked through this, what I feel like is an incredibly encouraging passage to all of those who follow Jesus. But if you want to experience the promises of God, you must first devote your life to him. These promises can and should be your shield, but you first have to follow Jesus. So have you made that decision? And if not, would you consider making that decision today? Because I don't know about you, but if I wasn't sure of these promises, I probably would be fearful myself. But because of who God is, that he's big, and because of my ability to draw close to him, I don't have to be afraid. And you don't have to either. Because God, our refuge, if he is our refuge, our protection, our confidence, if he is the one who's for us, who or what can be against us? And the answer is nothing. Nothing, not a virus, not economic downturn, nothing could be against us. It's so important this week to make God big and then get close to him. Seek him as your refuge, your fortress, your protection. And in so doing, you can be confident in his promises. And those promises will be your shield. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, in every way, they can be your shield. And I do want you to know, uh, Shelly and I, we're praying for you regularly. We're praying for your physical protection, for your spiritual health and growth. Because I really do believe that these are days that we can grow in the Lord like never before. This could be a life-defining moment for a lot of people. I was thinking a lot about that this week, that, that God could strengthen our faith as we watch him help us in ways we've not seen before. And we could be permanently changed because of it. I had called uh, my 87-year-old grandmother yesterday. She's the last grandparent I have living. And just to check in with her, before I could even ask how she's doing, 
she said, Zach, or Zachary, actually, she's the only one that's calling me that, by the way. She says, Zachary, I think this is a time where we get to lean in to God like never before, a time where we need to lean in to God like never before. And that being spoken from an 87-year-old who's followed Jesus for a whole lifetime, faced a lot of hardships. And I think those are good words for us today. May this be a time where we lean into the Lord like never before. And as she was talking about that, and I didn't tell her anything about today and what I was going to speak on today, she said, so Zachary, every morning and every evening, I read Psalm 91. And so then I got to share with her later, that's what I was going to speak on today. And I thought maybe that's a good practice for us this week. You know, I'm sending a daily devotional for the morning time, but maybe before you go to bed this week, maybe read back through that Psalm, Psalm 91. Pastor Jim was saying the Passion Translation is a great one for this. Read Psalm 91, whatever translation you choose. And be encouraged and be confident in those promises. But again, those promises are conditional upon our making a decision to follow Jesus with all of our heart this morning. And so I'd probably like to come back around to that this morning. Where do you find yourself today? Do you realize that maybe you've been living in fear or you lack confidence because of the fact that you've not made a decision to follow God? That you've never had that moment where you've made a decision to follow Jesus and you realize that your life was different, that you were a different person. But today you would say, I want that for myself. Well, we just want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. As you make that decision to say, I want to follow Jesus, I want to be confident in those promises to know where I will spend eternity. Because in times of uncertainty, it's a good time to think about eternity. And so where are you at today? Are you confident in the promises that God has for you as a follower? If not, I'd encourage you to pray with me today as we pray and ask that the Lord come and enter our lives in ways that maybe he hasn't before. God, we just pray right now that you would speak to our hearts. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to to truly dedicate our whole lives to you, Lord, that we'd hold nothing back. God, I pray for each and every person right now. I pray for those that have made a decision to follow you. They know where they're going to be if they, they die today. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to see you as big. May they, may they make you big this week. And Lord, then draw close to you. I pray, Jesus, that they, their confidence in your promises would be their shield. Lord, that you will deliver us. You will rescue us. You will be with us in trouble. Lord, that you will grant us long life. That you will give us your salvation. God, I just thank you for those promises today. But Lord, I also pray for all of those that maybe are not sure, that they don't know where they would spend eternity. I pray, Jesus, they dedicate themselves to you right now. Lord, I pray that they would confess with their mouth that you are Lord. Believe in their heart that you were raised from the dead. Lord, that they might be saved. And then, Lord, I pray they'd be changed from the inside out in a way that only you can do it. That they would be born again, Jesus. And then... In that, Lord, I pray they'd have God confidence today. Confident in the promises that you give. Lord, we just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you were praying with me this morning and just believing for your salvation that God has freely given to you through his son, Jesus, I would encourage you to just make a comment online that we could celebrate with you today. You know, I made a decision to follow Jesus. And then I'd also encourage you as we close in song, jump over to connectionpointchurch.org. There's a button you can click that I have decided to follow Jesus. And all that is is contact information. It goes right to my email. So I can call you later today to answer questions you might have. And just to encourage you and also not to leave you alone in that decision. You know, the joy is, 
is not only is God with us in trouble, but we also have the church. Both things are there, that in the midst of trouble, you've got God, which is really all you need, but you also have the church, the hands and feet of, feet of Jesus in the world. And, and so we want to come alongside you wherever you find yourself today. So as you're filling out those comments online and filling out that form, let's go ahead and close in song.